0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Brain Week, Episode 4. So today we're going to talk about a concept that is amazingly powerful, and actually resulted in a Nobel Prize. Uh, This is a concept that was uh, pioneered by Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky. Uh, Some of you may have heard about this uh, either from reading their book or just heard others talk about it, System 1 Thinking and System 2 Thinking. And I remember when I first uh, read the book and learned about this, it just, sorry for the pun, blew my mind in terms of, wow, that makes so much sense. And that really resonates with me that that really is how we as human beings conduct our lives and move through life. So what is system one and what is system two? So let's start with system one. And uh, it may have other names and concepts as well, but we're gonna go with the, with the naming uh, you know, of Kahneman and Tversky for the sake of this conversation. So system one thinking is that fast, automatic, sort of unconscious thinking that requires minimal effort, right? It's just the thing that you do automatically and passively. And it's not good or bad. It just is the thing that happens as part of our existence, right? If you think about a lot of the things you do in life, you don't really Think about them consciously all the time. You're just kind of, for lack of a better term, on autopilot. So system one, I like to think of as the autopilot of our brains or our life in terms of how we decide what's good or bad, whether to turn left or right. We're not constantly thinking of those things. And what's the downside of constantly thinking about things? It's not efficient. It's stressful, right? You can't really do more than one decision at once because you're constantly having to think about everything. Now, that's not just who we are, right? We're not just robots that respond automatically to the stimulus in the environment. We also have system two thinking. Now, what's system two? System two is slower. It requires more effort, and it happens consciously and deliberately. So we're actually intentionally using system two. So it's an effortful sort of mental activity, such as computing, uh, following rules, or comparing objects on several attributes, and also making deliberate choices between options. Now, an interesting thing about system two thinking is it's got a special kind of twist to it, which is it requires your focused attention, right? If you remember system one thinking, it's autopilot. So it doesn't require your attention. It just kind of happens. System two thinking requires your attention and can be disrupted when attention shifts. So it's much more purposeful and it actually requires that effort and attention to execute it. So a lot of the ways people are talking now about system one and system two thinking is when to properly leverage system one and system two. Now you need both of these. I think both of these are positive, right? You can't always be making every decision or drawing up a spreadsheet or, you know, using a decision map for everything you do. That's just not going to work. It'll just make you miserable um, and you won't have a lot of time for anything. uh, But on the other hand, you don't want to be totally unconscious and moving through life just, you know, responding automatically to everything and not stopping to consider, uh, why you're making those choices, right? What is informing your system one and whether you want to continue to make those choices. So there's a lot of talk about unconscious bias these days and cognitive biases. And those are really good examples of system one thinking and how Uh, companies today and people are trying to consider, well, for certain scenarios where I'm more susceptible to, uh, making, uh, I guess less good, is that even a way you can say it, or or worse decisions because of system one thinking, would it help to implement some sort of system two thinking, either to replace it or just to be a check, right? To be like a sanity check on that, because that can really help overall with better decision making. So again, system one and system two, you need both. Neither of them are inherently good or bad, but they both have consequences and repercussions. And just because one is on doesn't necessarily mean it's it's in that particular context, the one that you want to be driving all your decision making. Now, the challenge is it's very difficult, it's very difficult to uh, modify uh, or even be aware of system one and system two and and to change things because, you know, we're meant to live our lives, not to always be thinking about how we're thinking. That's like very meta. Um, But it is super helpful to understand this and to understand in a greater context, how we make decisions. And, you know, I think um, a good way to implement this knowledge is to come up with scenarios or understand scenarios where this really matters and you feel like your system one, system two thinking maybe giving you less than desired results and coming up with solutions, whether it's a checklist, whether it's phoning a friend, some sort of methodology for that specific slice of your life for that context to improve your results or at least do uh, a check to make sure that you're not being steered the wrong way, either by system one or system two. So for this week, what I'd love for you to do is consider how you use System 1 and System 2 and what you might want to do to improve your results. And there's plenty of books, including the original book, um, Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow, by uh, Kahneman and Tversky, which can give you additional insights. And I highly recommend you check those out uh, if this seems interesting to you as well. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsors. think being different should hurt your career? Do you see enough people like you at the next level or higher? Are you content to accept others' limited view of your potential? And if not, is this the year you will make your move? This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and if you want to jumpstart 2022, I invite you to join us for the Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma Workshop where we will reveal how you can thrive in spaces where your presence may still be seen as an anomaly. We will cover how executive presence is actually generated, how to overcome negative preconceptions, and the secret to making your authenticity an asset and not a liability. All attendees will receive free access to my online course and my ebook, Unlock Your Executive Presence, Feel Like a Boss. Space is limited, so register now at ConnectionCounselor.com slash workshop to reserve your space. That's ConnectionCounselor.com slash workshop. Thank you. Welcome to the final episode, episode five in Executive Presence Morsels, Brain Week. So today we're going to talk about negativity bias. And a lot of these concepts I glean from this amazing book that I read, "The Power of Bad by Josh Tierney. Uh, and my wife will correct me to say I didn't actually read it. It was a, an audiobook. And sometimes people ask, like, how are you you know consuming and reading all these books? Um, and I'll admit, mostly it's because uh, I'm on an audiobook kind of schedule where I listen to about one a week which ends up being about 52 books a year. And it's been tremendous once I got on that schedule. I uh, have learned so many great things. So if you like audiobooks or if you're willing to give them a try, I highly encourage that. So what do they have to say? What does Josh Tierney have to say about the power of bad and the negativity bias? And to put it very simply... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.